All right, let's get this show on the road. It is officially 7.02. Let's get it rolling. Yeah, if you want to slide that back over there. Welcome to episode 14 of the Table Talk podcast. Today, we are live with Abdullah. Is it Al-Haydiri? Al-Haydiri. All right. Uh, and uh, of course... I'm going to be... I watched the last show... I was going on track. Last names, last names. I was messing up their last names. I was like, Allah Khazan. Yeah, and then from Maldi. I couldn't believe that one. Hey, and then I was like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not doing last names. I'm not sure if it feels right now. Bro, he messed up Maldi. The easiest. Summer's last name, I get it. That one was a hard one. I thought it was an Yashi. She corrected me. I'm big on pronouncing people's names correctly. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very big on it, but I'm not good at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm very big on it. I tell people all the time, you need to make sure you get people's name correct. Yeah, and I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Uh, that's you know yeah. that's something I told Umar too. You yeah. know your name is Umar Thabit. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. I'm not gonna lie. I struggled with my name since it's Abi, and I'm always like a beer. And then yeah. you get the jokes and here and there. And I used to just laugh it off, but now I'm like, no, it's Abir. See, like, and you, know? you avoid the joke by saying it that way, Abir. It doesn't sound like Abir. Yeah. yeah. When you. I mean, but I let them break the ice that way. 100. percent But when I was younger, I used to be shy and like. Just we, not. Weren't we all? Yeah. Yes. Actually, I wasn't too much, but yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> right. Well, first of all, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, you know, Abdullah has started his own podcast here, and he's going to tell us more about it. Um, and we're going to just talk about using your voice. That's what today's topic is all about, is using your voice. It's very important, and we're going to get into details about that as well. And we're going to talk about the relationship between Dearborn and him, Tramic, slash Detroit people. Kind of so see funny. the current state. I'm uh, finally... Gonna address wow. it. Wow, we're finally doing this, and I have a fellow Dearbornite. Yes. See, I try to make I try to make it fair. You finally made it. Fair. Yeah, I made it fair because if we're gonna talk about this. We gotta have you know the people in the building as well. Um, but before we get started, I do want to give a shout out to the sponsors. Uh, the first one we want to give a shout out to is Give to Gain. Uh, Give to Gain is a non-profit organization that sponsors orphans in Yemen. 100% of all their donations goes to the less fortunate. Uh, why Yemen? It's the largest humanitarian crisis and aid operation. 5 million people are at risk of famine. 15 million people need water or sanitation support. Uh, if you are wondering how you can donate to Give to Gain, first of all, Venmo at Give, the number 2, Gain. Zelle is 313-445-8638. And then Cash App is the money symbol, Give to Gain. Uh, you know, Give to Gain, obviously the name is in itself. You know, when you give to people that are less fortunate, you know, you gain a lot of uh, positive things, especially good deeds. So shout out to Rico for put, uh, you know putting this on, you know putting light onto this situation. Uh, we appreciate that. And shout out to everybody that's involved with that nonprofit organization. They prefer not to be named, so I gotta respect that. But great people, definitely great people. And then if you wanna call in, you know, to the show, you wanna discuss some of the topics that we're gonna be discussing. The number is three one three three zero six one seven five zero. Okay, one more time. Three one three three zero six one seven five zero. Feel free to call in and join the discussion. You know, it's, it's a, it runs in our family. We do talk really fast. You know, every time I go back and I watch the show, I literally count how long it takes for me to say the number, and it's never longer than a second. <laughs> and like, we have to work on it. So, yeah, we, we did today. All right. <laughs> we did struggle with that. There you go. There you go. So, with that said, uh, first of all, ladies, do y'all have anything to say? I'd be welcome back from the trip. We you know, she, we missed her. Uh, we had care. That's what it is. I had a great time. I came back, like, refreshed. I'm ready to go. I want to go back, but, you know, it is. She came back with the beanie on. 
She came back. It's cold it's as too heck. Cold out here, yeah. Listen, I came back. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. I heard it was nice though when we were when we were gone that week last week. Yeah. I heard it was nice here. That was the last of it though. I don't think we're gonna see much. I came back. Of I was that like, it was a bit bad, man. I like, I could, that's how bad it's been. It was beautiful there, man. The weather was gorgeous. Where did you go? A Bahamas. Ah, somebody. But on fancy. a cruise. On yeah, a cruise. nice. It wasn't that. I mean, I only went on the no, it was five. Nice. But we did one day in Miami, so it was like six altogether. Nice. So you'd recommend the cruise vacation? I've never. One hundred percent, you guys. We're missing out. It's a blast. And in Hamda, like usually cruises are like three thousand people. We got lucky to. It was only a thousand seven hundred on the boat. No. So no lines, guys. Unlimited food. You go to any show you want. The excursions are ready for you. Everything's on your app. Like it's so welcoming. Everybody's cool, chill, nice. Cause they're all on vacation, yeah. you know. Yeah. Amazing time. There's so much to do. We'll talk, we'll talk after the show because yeah. I want to know more info. For sure. Shout out to Uncle Eddie for, uh, you know, getting it all together. I didn't even know what day, what time. I was just like, just book it. When it's time, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Alhamdulillah, it was real nice. That's Uncle really Eddie, uh, by the way, they're going to be the guests on the Sunday Fantasy Guys show. Uh, shout out to Uncle He's Ed. Uh, it's going to be fun to have him on the show. Is he literally your uncle? Yeah. yeah. yeah but everybody does call him Uncle, Uncle Ed, Eddie, though. Everybody calls him Uncle Ed. Uh, but Can I say one joke that he did that was hilarious? Yeah. Okay, so when we got to Miami, right, we, we had some time, so we went to go rent a car. So we're all waiting outside. He's going handling the business or whatever. We get to the park, like the parking structure where all the cars are, and he's like, uh, which, which Jeep you want? You know, the Jeep, the ones that break apart where, you Wranglers. know, you're cool. Yeah, Wranglers. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, we got that one. He's like, yeah, we in Miami. I was like, okay, that's <laughs> So he's like, which one do you want, the gray one or the black one? I'm like, the gray one looks sweet. He's like, all right. And then he did it, and it was a Mitsubishi. But he set you up, and he knew it was a Mitsubishi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. funny guy. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing, man. I was like, I that's, hate that's you. Uncle Ed. That's to wrap hilarious. up, Uncle Ed in a few sentences. Oh, that's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, did it? I was like, that's, so funny. that's hilarious. So no. Uh, what I was gonna say is, our guest today though is Abdullah. He's in the building. And uh, first of all, do you want to introduce yourself? And then after you introduce yourself. Tell us what made you want to start your podcast. So go ahead, Abdullah. Let me start off by thanking you for inviting me to come over. I really appreciate it. Um, that's one thing, you know, mainly in our community. When um, you're, you've had a podcast, I just started one recently, and for you to reach out and invite me onto your show, it really means a lot. You know, we definitely need to support each other. So for sure. thank you very much. No I appreciate problem. that. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Abdullah Haydari. I'm 26 years old. Grew up in Dearborn my whole life. Um, I wasn't born in Dearborn, I was born in Yemen, came here when I was four years old, um, went to school at Salina, only did my freshman year, I, t I tell this to everyone because it's, it's funny, um, I only did my freshman year at Edsel Ford and then I got sent to Yemen, I say sent to Yemen, uh, my, fresh, my sophomore year, my junior year and my first semester senior year, um, I didn't like it at the time, looking at it in hindsight, I, I, I thank my dad every day for, for letting me spend those years over there. Um, graduated from Edsel Ford, I'm married, um, and yeah, life is good, alhamdulillah. Uh, moving on to bigger and better things, um, this podcast is definitely one of the ways that I feel like I can try to do things my own way, you know. Um, can you give people the name of the podcast, by the way? The name of the podcast is Unfiltered Intuition. I love the name. Thank you, I yeah. appreciate it. Uh, that's because that's the concept of the podcast. It's very that. unfiltered. Uh, I've only recorded about three episodes. I only posted one. Hopefully the second one will be dropping on Wednesday. Um, very unstructured. Uh, I do like to line it up with, a, with some questions, but it's very unstructured. The concept of the podcast is to really bring people on who have accomplished things in life, and not just necessarily financially. That's not even what I'm really focused on. 
um, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, physically. And I like for these people to talk a little bit about their journey and just have the viewers understand that things don't happen overnight. You know, they talk about the obstacles they faced, uh, some of the things they went through to get to the position that they're in. And I feel like that type of um, conversation needs to be had. It, it, like the name of your podcast is Motivate Me 313. I feel like it, it inspires people as well to to see to see think to see things all the way through. You know, if you're going through something, it's not the end of the world. Nothing is permanent, uh, whether it's a good stuff or the bad stuff. So, you know, I felt like um, starting a podcast, uh, a project like that, would definitely help me um, relay the message on a much bigger platform. If you know me, you know that I love to talk and I don't like to talk about BS, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. having a platform like that, I, I definitely feel like is not only beneficial to everyone else, I'm learning from it every single day and it's helping me become a better person with every episode, with you know everything that goes into it. So first and foremost, I'm, benefit I'm benefiting from it myself and if I'm benefiting from it, I feel like a lot of other people could benefit from it as well. So that was one of the major reasons as to why I started the project. Um, I've always wanted to start a podcast. Actually, a buddy of mine, uh, Mohammed Kamal Char, probably last year, he's like, hey, bro, we should start a podcast together. At the time, I had no real structure, you know, to how I wanted to tackle the podcast, so I just put it off. And then uh, eventually, you know, I'm a very talkative person. I'm very social. I like to talk to strangers. And throughout the years, I've come to find out that everyone has a story, dude, mm -hmm. you know, something that they can share that a lot of people could benefit from. Um... And this one day, I was at the gym, and after approaching this one person, he's actually my, the first guest on my show. Within a matter of five minutes, mind you, if you watch the podcast, I talked about it a little bit. The, um, this guy seems very unapproachable. Took it upon myself to approach him because I knew that this dude is interesting. There's a lot behind the reason, there's a lot behind why he is the way he is. And within a matter of five minutes of talking to him, you know, on a genuine approach, I found out so much about him and I'm like wow man you you really have a lot to offer and that's when it struck me the idea of the podcast is dude you know so many different people who have been through so many different things and have persevered and seen it all the way through why not try to highlight their stories and hopefully like I said I benefit from it and it's something that a lot of other people would be able to benefit from as well inshallah man inshallah that's that's very inspiring and and what i was going to say was from their stories it even probably inspires you 100% to keep going and, and motivates you to mm -hmm. keep going and stuff like that but i was going to just ask a quick question cuz i think that's a okay. great great thing and i always wanted to hear someone say the answer to this so uh you said you know your dad told you to go to yemen right mm -hmm. uh you you end up saying that you know you are happy for it now but 100%. what are your overall thoughts on that like do you recommend kids doing that parents making their kids do that do you enjoy do you enjoy your experience and stuff like that i think my circumstances were a little special in the way that it was able to happen uh it's funny because not even two three days ago i was talking to my older brother hakim and i told him i'm like dude i really think every single parent should send their kids to yemen for a couple of years mm, wow. he's like why he's like i'm like you know i was a hothead as a kid and i feel like if i did stay over here throughout my high school years I wouldn't have ended up becoming the type of person that I am. And then his son, his son, I love his kid. He's such a good kid. He's like, well, I'm, I'm not like you. I'm a good kid. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, and in his case, like, he doesn't have much family over there. Me, I had a whole bunch of nephews who I was able to hang out with. Um, so if you do have family over there, that I would do, actually take care of you. That would actually take care of you, look out for you, show you the ropes. I do recommend it. But, you know, considering the state of affairs in our country right now, 
it's unfortunate that I, I don't really uh, recommend it at the time. And if you're doing the right thing, I think your kids are better off being over here. But for me, uh, it served a great purpose for me. Like I said, during, during the time that I did get sent over there, and I say sent because it wasn't my choice. I actually thought it was a round-trip ticket. I found oh, out when wow. I was in Yemen that it was a one-way ticket. It happens, it happens. I heard these stories. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I thank my dad now looking back at it in hindsight because, like I said, you know, um, everything, um, I, I've come to, to really believe that everything happens for a reason, even the little things. So. Yeah, you know, it's crazy because a lot of the older generation, like, to Yemen, you know, yeah. take them back home. Uh -huh. I, I don't, like, I, would, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Well, my kid is good, alhamdulillah, but like, I, See, I don't that's, know. See, that's like, a major you, difference right there. You, it's not even a thought that crosses minds anymore because of the state that the Yemen's situation. in. You yes, know what I mean? exactly, like definitely. Like, if Yemen was fine, like, let's say pre-2013, mm -hmm. why wouldn't you take that? Like, if you had the opportunity, why wouldn't you? Like, it's our it's our, it's our, our homeland. A hundred percent. You know, but it's not. So that's why, like, anybody that's going, we're like, why are you going right now? Like, do you, like, and then it's always because they either have somebody that's sick over there or family or they got to take care of something. So it's not even, like, they necessarily want to anymore, you know? I know like, all of our family is here like there's not even yeah, anyone that we would to. Yeah. then that, that that's a major a major yeah. factor as to why you should or you shouldn't go mm -hmm. you know and for me like I said uh, I had a lot of family over there like you, I enjoyed you went to school it. there I did I did How I did, did. You like the school system um, you know, I went to a private school where my dad paid some money for us to yeah. go. So like, we did too. But we were we were pretty spoiled. So I took advantage. We cried of it. every day. I cried every day. Um, eighth grade year, my dad was like, "Okay, we're gonna just stay a year in Yemen." Allah Hamad. And Allah we only stayed one. We only lasted one month. I would cry every single day. I'm like, Mama, I'll just. How old were you when you guys were? Eighth grade. I was eighth grade. Oh, okay. I'll cook and clean for you, Mama. I don't need to go to school no more. <laughs> My dad ended up coming through, man. He ended up coming through. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. Like we teamed work. I remember me and her. This is a funny, quick story too. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, my brothers, Ali Muhammad, and our uncles, Old, they, 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 they were sophomores and juniors in high school, and then my uncles were Fahum. So they were yeah, living with them. Uh, no, no, not that time. That wasn't the time they got married, come on. Also, my uncles got married. My uncles got married. But okay. so they went back. And so me, I, my, they, we never had the conversation if I was going to go back or not. So I was always on the fence. I was a sixth grader. I knew mm. I was not going to go back, but they never really said it to me. Yeah. So they That's ended up doing That's one thing about it. our parents. They never say, like, you're always in the unknown. You know what I yeah. mean? Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Oh so That's long story short, me and Ivy. And <laughs> <laughs> You guys teamed up, huh? We teamed up and we, we did. Uh, I you, can't you, believe you got to say this. Yeah. Do, do y'all know, do know uh, the, the song? Every step I take. She was doing the singing, I was doing uh, the Diddy. I was doing the Diddy verse. <laughs> we sent it. Listen, this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Listen. So Ali Muhammad and uh, my uncles, we sent it. They, they like we sent it to them because my auntie was going back to America like th three weeks <laughs> after them. And a cassette. And a cassette. And a cassette. Oh my god. We were we recorded. <laughs> we recorded. We made sure on oh, beat. Wow. We sent it to them. It was like literally a that week. That was your cry for help. Right oh there. my god. <laughs> a week later. A week later. They called us. They were telling us. This is some members. My uncles. They're home. They were like twenty. Yeah. yeah. They were telling us that they teared up. Sixth grade and eighth grade. Yes. That's all. Hilarious. I can't say you guys. Hey, I can't say. Hey, me in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So long story but short. Yes. Uh, a week or two later, 
we got our plane ticket back to. Uh, and America. you credit it to that that music video. You I'm guys not. Made. They probably they probably <laughs> got my dad's ear. You guys got to bring that up. I don't know where it's where at, but it? I hope you, I hope you guys still have it. I need to yeah. no? Ah. no, the memory lives on forever. Yeah, it does. I, I wish you guys still had that. That's oh, yeah. golden right did. there. Yeah. We were always we always did like yeah. Man, we, but we, we honestly, I wish mm-hmm. we still had that. I that wish is hilarious. When we were in elementary school, we used to have the whole playground round up around us, and we used to do like handshakes and dance. <laughs> you guys were the cool kids. On, you guys were the cool kids on the playground, huh? We thought we were the cool kids. They're probably either laughing at us. Or <laughs> we didn't know yet. We didn't know what's the difference. That's hilarious. But yeah, Yemen was a great experience. Honestly, overall, looking back at it in hindsight, I, I really enjoyed it, and I feel like it served a lot, you know, for me. And it, it like I said, considering the fact that. I gave my dad a hard time growing up, you know. Allah is Samhah. Allah too. It does. And alhamdulillah, looking back at it in hindsight, I, I feel like it was definitely necessary. And I'm, I'm glad that I went and spent those three years over there. Hearing his answer, Shema, uh, about why he started a podcast, you know, you could kind of relate, right, with what we were, gonna, what we just, were trying to do. But go ahead, right, Shema. Right. I just wanted to um, just point two factors that you mentioned when you were telling us a little bit of it. Um, I... So the fact that you talk to people and that you're a people's person and mm-hmm. stuff, coming from a person that also has that, I want to like articulate and kind of like sh- shot or put a spotlight on the fact that that's your observancy. That's the that's the ability of you being observant mm-hmm. and the fact that you have that knowledge and the fact that you can articulate feeling because mm-hmm. that's huge. That's a that's something that I learned in the years of being in the public and being able to articulate speech. That that's subhanAllah, it's a gift. Like everybody has gifts and we'll talk I, about I this. I say that life. all the time too. Everyone and being has a gift. Uh, being having that gift of speaking mm-hmm. to people and being able to to have that feeling relationship type of a thing, that's that's something huge. And it takes an observant soul. So that's something that you have. Another you. really, really big thing that why well when I heard it was you doing the podcast, I got chills. And I'll tell you why. I'm flattered. This one is, it hits home mm-hmm. because you look like us, talk like us, from the same book from us. We was, we was eating the same things. Mm-hmm. We was doing the same things. We were just talking here. about how we went to Arabic school together We were literally ago. the same person. That, mm-hmm. This is a, a guy that I've known t- for 20 years. You know what I mean? I've known his wife for longer. You know what I mean? So that's crazy to me. And then the fact that you're coming from the South End, talking about topics that the South End doesn't even touch on, and it's, it's Abdullah. Like, now what? You know, no, it's, it's kind of like a mic drop. Them. You know I, what I mean? And so the fact that he looked like has that, and, and then that nit grit, like the people that are in the public, but still has that face that, oh, he's just like us, like just one of the boys. Yeah. That's huge. That's I, huge. I definitely agree, you know, and um, I, I know the value of it because I know what it does for me when, right. you know, having genuine conversations with people and, you know, diving beneath the surface and not just like being superficial with your conversations. I know how much it's done for me, so I try to also like relay that in all my conversations as well. I don't like to have, um, you know, generic conversations. It's always about things that are really important, you know. And like Shema said, um, it's very important to have those kind of conversations. Uh, it's one of the things that helps us get past those barriers that, you know, are deep rooted in our communities. And it's absolutely necessary. Um, it's funny because I just posted something on my story a couple of days ago that it was in the lines of, um, if speaking kindly to plants helps them grow, imagine, imagine what it does for humans. 
and that's that's huge, man. Because uh, I, I and I try to start with my family first and foremost. You know, my little brother, my siblings, my nieces, my nephews, and I've over the years, whether it's with the relationship that I've come to have with my my nieces and nephews, you know, I, I'll say it myself, I, I'm their favorite uncle. <laughs> no, no feelings hurt. It's it's mainly because of the fact that I really really try to have an emotional connection with these kids or with the people that I'm around. And it does a lot, you know, it really does a lot for them. So, you know, I think it's something that's very important and I, I, I feel like everyone should step out of their shell a little bit and, and talk about things that really matter. Um, you know, entertainment is simply entertainment. It's, all, it's okay to be a sports fanatic or to love movies or shows or this, but, you know, you can't, you can't have that the center of all your conversations because that leaves no room for talking about the things that really matter. So. Yeah. I always, I always say, like, I've always wanted to be the person that I needed growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So, 100%. if we can do that, then... Same thing I say is I want to be a teacher that I always wanted to 100%. wanted to have. You know what I mean? I, that's when I talk to the students, I tell them straight up. Like, I would have wanted this. I want to want a person, yeah. Right. So, you know, sometimes we got to get into a conversation. We got to get into a conversation. Uh, so, kind of going into that, I know we kind of talked about Yemen, and we talked about, you know, they heard to talk about having a voice. Um, do you got? Do you all feel like the Yemeni slash Muslim voice needs to be heard? I know you are kind of touching on that, mm. so I don't know if you want to add on to that. Like, do you feel like? And I specifically say Yemeni because it's rare. You know what I'm saying? The Yemeni voice is rare. You know, people from America with the Yemeni voice. We, we might see some Yemeni journalists out yeah. there having conversations. But generally, from our communities. Yeah, and whatnot. from our communities. Absolutely necessary. Um, and I feel like that's one of the things that's kind of held us back as a community throughout the years. You know. There's plenty of factors that go into that. We're one of the newer, we're one of the newer um, races coming into America. I feel like the Lebanese community is already into their second, third generation. Me, my dad is first generation. I'm still like the second youngest of ten kids, so I'm still a part of that second generation. That's one of the factors, but also another one is the fact that uh, we become very complacent and we don't, we don't. Um, well, we don't like getting out of, out of out of our comfort zones, and you know that's one thing I know our parents want what's best for us. But um, sometimes it's it's not necessarily good for you because they just want you to remain in a place of comfort and Play and, safe. and and that comes at the cost of your own happiness. Yes, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And that was one thing that. You know, I know my dad loves me with all his heart, and he wants the best for me. But at the same time, that's definitely one of those things that I feel like held me back a little bit. Is because he always wanted me to play it the safe route. You know, me taking on this project over here, he has been, you know, seeing what I've been doing and whatnot. But I know he's in Yemen right now. I know if he was here, he would kind of be demoralizing me about about pursuing something like this. I'm like, what are you doing, Leish? You know, yeah, you know what I mean, but. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, if it wasn't something that's benefiting me and forcing me to become a better person, you know, and I pray to God all the time, you know, if if, if this if there's any good that comes out of this, please make it something bigger and allow me to continue doing it. And if there's any bad in this, just close it shut. So, you know, that's one thing that we got to rely on is... Tawakkal. and And believe in yourself. You know, sometimes those noises that prevent you from... From actually pursuing your dreams are are ones that live under the same roof as you. Um, so you know, as long as you know that you're not doing anything right, you're being ethical, you're being moral, and you're first and foremost, you're not doing anything to, you know, to anger God. Then I, I feel like you have nothing to worry about. You know, just pursue it, and that goes into 
letting your voice be heard. Uh, that's one of the things that I feel like our parents kind of held us back from doing is because they didn't want you to get out of your out of your comfort zone. They want you to play it safe, just go get a career, like a job. Not that there's, and there's one thing that I tell everyone, you know, I understand money is a very important aspect of life. It allows you to, you know, live the type of life that you want to live. But it becomes an issue when that's all you center your life around and it distracts you from, you know, the things that are much bigger than that. Your family, your connections with people. So, you know, this is something that I started genuinely. I honestly am not looking for much out of it at least in the beginning, eventually, if it heads in the right direction, I won't reject any good that does come out of it. 100%. But like I said, it's benefiting me as a person first and foremost, so I find no reason as to why I shouldn't continue you know, doing what I'm doing. And it's just at the beginning, I'm sure you know this, man. And this applies to anything. When you're starting something, man, you face so many different obstacles before you're able to actually get into the groove of things. And I'd be lying to you if I said I haven't already been discouraged by myself to like, just let it go, bro. Maybe you should do something else. You know what I mean? But you just gotta you just gotta persevere through it, man. You can't let the first obstacle that comes in your way prevent you from continuing on. And I feel like that's one of our issues as a whole, not just as a Yemeni community, but humans in general, is that you know, especially in this day and age, uh, we're so used to instant gratification. We're not when we're not able to get that instant gratification off something that we're pursuing right away, it often discourages us from actually being able to, you know, see things in the long run and wait for things to come around full circle. So no, letting your voice be heard to go back to that topic is extremely important, especially if you have the the gift and the ability to connect to people. You have no idea what kind of change you could possibly be making in someone's life by the words that you tell them. So having your voice be heard is definitely very important and I recommend that everyone does it. If you have something that's if you have something nice to say, you know. If you have something to, nice to say, say it. If you don't, keep it to yourself. Yeah. And and by the way, the struggle is part of the journey. You know, it's 100%. all part of that journey. So mm -hmm. Abir and then Shay, I'm gonna let y'all both obviously answer this because y'all coming from the Yemeni woman perspective. Uh, so, you know, do you feel like the Yemeni woman voice should or needs to be heard? One hundred percent. I lived all of my life afraid of what people are gonna say. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, I had I had so much to say. I had so much to share. And, and that's just me, let alone everybody else. And I've met Yemeni girls that are so smart, so talented, so well-spoken, like have real talk that should be shared. Like, and and they they can't, you know what I'm saying? Of what people are gonna say, or their family doesn't let them. And oh, I wish. But now that like, I've been telling them, stop saying I wish, say I am. Stop saying I wish, say I am, and just do it. And it's sad that it took me uh, until I turned 30 to realize, okay, I'm gonna do whatever I want to do. I'm, no one's holding me back. I'm not hurting nobody. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm gonna be that role model that I needed. Um, there's a lot of girls, especially in the school system, seeing all the little girls and um, seeing how how they're raised. Even even right now, like I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm trying to get a little bit behind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do see a difference, yeah. 100%. So uh, I do feel like we need to be heard. Um, I wanted to piggyback um, on what you were saying. We don't have enough people, especially in the political um, sphere of things. You know, mm -hmm. shout out! I want to give flowers to flowers credit to whoever you know, Abraham Ayash. For sure, oh, honestly, paving the way. You definitely. know what I'm saying? I give him a lot of credit Wallah. whenever I can. hundred percent. hundred percent. Like, definitely deserves. We're so stuck in this bubble 
where we don't have no representation for us. He doesn't even know me. I haven't talked to him ever. Yes, but, he does. Um, he knows. He knows me, but I'm mean, I guess he knows. I know his sisters. <laughs> we're our family. We're all. We all. <laughs> we live two blocks away from each other. Yes, we, the AES family. I love all of them. Shout yeah. out to Jihan, Hafsa, all of them. I have. But um, yeah, we we need to speak up. Whether you're a boy or a girl, even even the guys are not released you Stepping know yeah oh yeah. Uh, yeah for 100%. sure so here we are we need to make a change and um yeah stay strong this is this is one of those also this one speaks home because i am the person that can confidently say that i have no, known ever since i could speak that i i felt in the fiber of my being that i was different i did not have a problem with vocalizing my 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 thoughts that that wasn't my problem my problem was i wasn't allowed to yeah. So when I'm when I'm doing so I would do it. So the thing is though I would do it and then do, get the repercussions for doing it. So I would get the beatings, handle the the grounding and all of that. So I I got all of that because I wouldn't stop. So again, learning that articulation, learning that I would not stop. So coming into this age and time, first of all, the Yemeni community we we, we rarely have representation, and I come from a, a household that alhamdulillah, doing community work is 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 com it's commemorated like they like that okay mm -hmm. so me and my brother uh, my younger brother isa we got really really big in it and it was Shout kinda, out isa. so it kind of became like our thing you know what i mean and so like coming from that perspective and knowing the only one two three heads that f that follow under our criteria under our group it's so lonely 100%. it's so lonely and now that i'm saying that's why like that's why i i love the fact that a person like Abdullah started this podcast because now somebody that I can recognize, somebody that looks like me, we talk the same. You know, we we, uh, we learn the same kalam and the same lugha and the same, you know, ghunna and the same, all, all of that. We did, we did that all of, so it, it brings me a sense of joy knowing that it's starting to happen and these are the people or these are the faces that are showing the younger generation that, hey, there's nothing for you to be scared of. We, we're okay. There's nothing, it's not 2014 anymore where people are making, you know, fake numbers and fake Instagrams. And, no, there's laws now that protect us from that. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's, it, there, I feel like nowadays it's not, it's like, it's, it's our time. It's our time to shine. And I feel like the people that are biting it are the, are the people that had that potential growing up and, and didn't and, get the chance. And didn't get the chance. And now they're finally taking that opportunity because now it's our time. They took it, they recognized that it was our time and they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to miss out. Why? When I could eat off of this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And they're eating. And kudos to them for doing that. Go ahead. She mentioned the youth in that. Um, I honestly feel like that's who we have the, biggest impact on absolutely um consider we'll the heat we'll get the heat from the, the older generation but just, that's who just, we have yeah. that's who we have the biggest impact on and i feel like that's why it's even more important like my nephew watches my podcast and i thinking about that i'd be like all right i have i have like a younger audience watching this and it's watching it passionately so you got to be extra careful with the things that you say and that you do because you know, they reciprocate what they see, especially if it's from someone that they look up to. So you got to make sure what you do is... That's the age group that's that's looking for their identity uh -huh. rather than the older folk. It's so hard to sway your opinion. It's so hard to change somebody's mind if they're already stuck on it. So, like, to be honest with you, we're, we're, we're I feel like our generation, we're stuck trying to change 
their opinion when we need to refo re you know refocus and oh, change yes. the motive to the youth. True. And then, again, only a few well people said. realize that and can turn it around and be like, you know Give what? It's not for them. It's not for them anymore. They're already stuck. 100%. If, if you can't even change somebody's opinion, why would you even bother? Just save your breath. You know what I mean? Yes. Take it to somebody that's still trying to figure out who they are, which is you know, the little ones. And so. at the same time, eventually I feel like the older people come back around when they start seeing you reaping when, when the, the fruits youth, of your of yep, your hard labor. work and when they the see youth is, when the youth is telling them what to do. And and not even just that, when they see that the youth is actually having productive, Absolutely. successful lives and they come to see that look, these guys did things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time, you know, that we and that's one thing I like to tell a lot of people, like, you know, our parents know what they know. Like my dad grew up raised in Yemen. He just knows the nitty-gritty of things. And I don't necessarily blame them for raising us the way that they did because that's all that they know. But yeah. I feel like sometimes they fail to acknowledge that things have changed. They're no longer the same, and you have to adjust. And if you don't adapt and adjust, you're just going to get left behind. 100%. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, all brought up some great points. And I, I guess I guess the important thing that I also wanted to touch on, Shay, what you were saying is, uh, you know, the impact of having it on the youth and and that's what it should be focusing on because they're the ones that are watching and they're mm-hmm. listening and they are the they are lost right now and they're trying to yeah it's hard and they they really you know they're on their phones and also going off of the fact that you know it's our time you know just date back to 20 years ago social media was never around mm-hmm. people couldn't get their video out to people like this. We like, have such a big platform. Platform and it's only going to get probably better. So many different and think people. about how attached people are to their phones now. So, mm-hmm. you know, these kids nowadays that are growing up, these, you know, middle schoolers slash high schoolers, like, they're more closer to their phones than they are to their to family, family members. 100%, man. So if, if they're watching their phones, you know, you would probably, hopefully give them something good to watch, 100%. you know? Like, this is literally the way, that some of them, this is the way that they're growing up. They literally 100%. are growing up off of the it's, things only that they watch. it's only going to get worse. You didn't hear about the metaverse, man. They're yeah. literally trying to make... I feel like one day that will be the case where yeah, people well. will live their lives through the internet. Yeah. You know, And it's unfortunate because that disconnects you. My most recent guest on the podcast actually said this. He's like, we've, we've disconnected from reality and connected to the internet. And man, it's very true. That's why it's very important to pump out some good content. At least... At least, you know, you're delivering a good message. You know, they're already on their phones, like you said, so you might as well have give them some good stuff to watch. I feel like a lot of stuff these days is just either comical, satire, doesn't really touch base on the things that are really important. And when they see it coming from people like us, they find the entertaining and give it, you know, give it the time of day to actually sit there, watch, try to learn a thing or two. So we definitely have to take advantage of the fact that social media is the main form of communication amongst us as, as a whole, yeah. not even just our community, but as a whole. Yeah, it's the new way. It's the new way. So uh, everybody's kind of been touching about why do you feel it's important to um, use their voice? Why do you think it's important for people to use their voice? It's kind of different than the last question. I guess just in general, like why do y'all feel like it's important for people to use their voice? Like what kind of things can they get out of it? Shay, I'm going to go ahead and start off with you on this one. My biggest thing is um, I hated growing up that the only thing that we talked about publicly was the good stuff. Like the good things that happened. Oh, mashallah, wahid fulan got married. Or mashallah, this person. What about the stuff that actually matter? The stuff that make you who you are? Why can't we talk about those stuff comfortably? Like why couldn't I talk about me being sick? Or me getting diagnosed with MS? Like why did I have to hide that? And why did, and why did when it finally came out, why did you guys make me feel so... 
so wrong for having something that wasn't even my, in my control. So doing like my biggest thing is making people realize how relatable we are to 100%. one another, and that we're more in relations, and that we are more in in, in company than you think we are. 100%. Because the biggest thing that I live by is man, misery loves company, mm -hmm. and if you're in a situation. Wouldn't you love if there was somebody that you knew that was in the situation like you or or somebody that did it like you and now you can why wouldn't you want that? And that's okay, you can admit if you would want that. That's where the misery loves company comes into line, right? So my big thing was be relatable. Show people that you're just like them. You do have problems. We speak the same, we look the same, we have these same problems, and guess what? They're more normal than you think. So it's our job to do that and to provide that that line or that that safety net for people to feel that need so for me it's all about being relatable i bet did you want to touch on that too i think that everybody has a story and there's someone out there that can relate to you uh you can help people get through some tough times you can help people become the person that they want to be they don't even like they wouldn't even know if they can make it you know what i'm saying but they Absolutely. hear that you started off the same way that they start the you started off the same way that they started off and they're successful, you'd be like, wow, I could really, you know, Do get to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're motivating people, you're helping people out, you're maybe even um, helping people avoid doing something that they were that they were trying to do that they shouldn't do. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I do. Um, I, you always try to learn people's mistakes. You, It's just, you're, everybody's story is important. Everyone can learn from each other. Um, everyone, can from, everyone can relate from one another. Um, people can see, like, you know, where you have any room with them, they can see, like, wow, like, they're normal, they're cool people, too, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they go through the same things. There's people out there, like, not to even, not to bring up my, um, you know, vacation again, but in the Bahamas, like, people ask each other. Now, listen, yeah, yeah, I know. On the boat, people <laughs> ask, like, where are you from? No matter what, where are you from? They're like, I don't, you know, I'll be like, Detroit, Michigan. Like, no, no, originally. Yeah. I'm like, Yemen. They're like, where is that? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, like, a lot Yemen. of people don't know. You know? Believe like, it or not, Yemen slowly, uh, it is starting 20 years ago, for the wrong reasons, by the way, but 20 years ago, <laughs> you tell somebody Yemen, they'll be completely lost. Like, slowly. Where, where's that? I'm like, in the Middle East. Like, what do you mean? What does it look like? And then they're like, next to where? And I'm like, next to Saudi Arabia. And they're oh, you know, after I said, next to Saudi Arabia so like a lot of people didn't even know who we are and we need to we need to start speaking up and showing showing out and representing our country and shedding light to where we came from and, and being proud of it like I don't know yeah I'm the same question basically why do you feel like it's important for people to use their voice dude like I mentioned earlier you know you you have no idea what kind of impact that using your voice would have on someone else you know it goes back to what I said about you know that 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 meme that I not it's not even a meme that post about what speaking kindly does to plants. Imagine what it would do to, for humans. And I feel like during this day and age, where we're so attached to our phones, people have become emotionally disconnected from one another. And you know that only leaves room for all the negative things. You know, being depressed, being miserable, feeling like you can't get through what you're getting through. And being able to use your voice to let people know that hey, you're you're not alone, dude. You know, other people have been through the same exact things that you've been through, and they've been able to persevere through it. I feel like it does a lot for for whoever's on the receiving end of the message, and it does a lot for the person who's giving the message as well. It's extremely important. It does a lot for many different people. And hey, words are the most powerful thing in the world. You know, they have the ability to put you into places that you want, and they have the ability to put you into places that you don't want to be in. Um, Speaking up, let's say, give you the smallest example. Let's say you want a, a promotion at work. Um, the chances of it happening with you being quiet and not saying a single word are very slim. 
But when you know what you bring to the table, and you then use your voice to say, hey, I know what I bring to the table, I would like a re the chances of, n of it now happening are much higher. You got to use your words. Things are not going to change for you. You definitely have to put in the effort and take the initiative to use your voice to change, to change the circumstances of your life. Nothing's going to change if you don't take the initiative to make the change. And I feel like using your voice plays a large role in changing the things that you're not happy with. So it's extremely important for yourself and for the people around you. That is great advice because uh, the old principal that we used to have, she used to tell me that all the time. Like, if you want something, you got to say something. 100%. You know, like, if you want this position, you got to say something. 100%. If you want to, you know, do something else, you know, you got to open your mouth, like you said. So if you do want to say something, you do have to use your words and use your voice, literally, uh, to get that promotion, get that raise, or get that job, get That's that position. That's just on the most minimal level, yeah. you know, that example. But your words definitely have the capability of putting you in places you know what I mean uh, a lack a, a lack thereof trust me nothing will change you know your possibilities of, of changing things are very slim when you're just silent so like I said extremely important now flipping it to the other end uh, and I'm gonna let you I better go ahead and answer this one first what does it feel like to not have your voice heard uh, I know you kind of mentioned it um, and you had brothers that always supported you to use your voice <laughs> when you were younger. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I love my brothers. I love my uncles. They were very protective. I grew up in a house with um, brother, all my brothers. My sisters are like ten and seven years younger, so I grew up with boys. Mm. Um, I was sheltered to the extreme. You know, uh, I they had fun with me. They took me out. We did everything together, whatever. But uh, they didn't want me to go to high school. At the time, the high school was very, um, not, it wasn't safe. There was a lot of fights going on, and they're like, you know, we don't want you to be around there. Allah Hamabi, he's like, you're going to go. He took me to orientation and everything, but then my brother's like, we're not going to talk to you. We're not going to be around you. Like, you know, they kind of bullied me into not doing it. So I was homeschooled the first year. Um, I had so many aspirations and stuff like that, but I honestly, I felt like very, um, I couldn't do it. Like, in my, yeah, I knew in my head. I can't do it. Like, I'm not allowed to do it, so I'm not going to even, you know, try. Even though I still got all A's and still did what I, you know, did everything that I want, like, that I could. And then finally, like, a charter school opened up, so I was allowed to go there. Um, but, yeah, no, it was tough. I'm not going to lie. Um, That's because of lack of using your voice. A hundred percent. I never stood up for myself. Yeah. It's like I wanted their approval. I wanted them to like me. I wanted them. I wanted to be... You know, the one that listens and the one that's good, goody two shoes, goody two yeah. shoes or whatever. I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was a teacher's pet and all that stuff. Um, I didn't want to go against my family, like, that was everything for me. Um, like I said, it was not until like I went through all the struggles that I went through. Um, you know, I got married back home, didn't work out. I had my son, I raised him, you know, by myself with my brothers, of course. And like, as when he grew up, I grew up. I'm not going to like, I grew up with him. Mm. And when I, whatever I wanted for him, I was like, I want that for me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was tough. But alhamdulillah, like I feel now we're a whole different level. Like our family is very um, open and, and willing to see my, my situation. And they've seen me grow. And I guess it's like they know that I'm strong enough person to not get. They were, I feel like, afraid of more of somebody taking advantage. And you know how it is or whatever. A lot of, you know, to, to, to defend um, that point right there is, you know, like, same situation in my family with my sisters and whatnot. But I feel like it wasn't necessarily because they wanted to hold you back. Uh, they're, they're, they're just so unsure, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's, it's out of fear of a lot of things. And, you know, it's funny. The, I had one of the questions 
that I had for my public interview this, this week was what are some of the things that you feel prevent you from reaching your potential and fear is a big one you yeah. know although they did it out of fear I, I definitely don't agree that it was a good enough reason you yeah. know to prevent someone from actually continuing to do what they wanted to do and their family knows the person knows that they had the potential to you know to do great things but fear is a big thing man fear is definitely a huge reason as to why a lot of people don't do what they want to do 100% fear and like you don't want to disappoint your family 100% and Honestly, like, I wanted to go. I had a full-ride scholarship. I couldn't take it because, you know, I had to get married first because, you, you know, traditions and cultures and whatever. Finished um, as the, uh, was, it, was it valedictorian? Valedictorian, yes. Yeah, you know, so, she, she took care like, of her business. But I still, you know, I didn't let it go. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, my time came, and I was able to go to school and work and, you know, raise my son the way that I wanted to raise him. And alhamdulillah, like, I can't complain. Like, I'm not going to go back and say, I wish, or I, I should have. Everything happens for a reason. 100%. Um, I am who I am today because of what happened to me. So, alhamdulillah, like, but it, I'm not going to lie to you. You feel caged. You feel like you're, like, you're, not to be sound corny or whatever, but you're that butterfly that's tied to a rock. Like, you want to go? And, yeah. You know, you're but, being held back. You feel yeah, like you're And, like, your potential. Like, I feel like I could have done so more. But I don't want to ever, like, I, I don't yeah, like saying don't that. Yeah, don't think about the yeah. should have, would have, could have. Like you said, everything yeah. happens for a reason, you know. For sure. Just. But, just think about how many Yemeni women, though, are in that same situation. 100%. Like, uh, trust me, I know firsthand, dude. Like, imagine how many Yemeni guys there is. It's probably for every guy that's a girl, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're, we're more... Yeah, not probably to me, more. You know, I feel like we're, we're way more um, motivated. You know what I'm saying? If, we are, if we're allowed to, I feel like our potential, like, we're ready to Just go. Just look, look at the small business event, like, they did uh, last week. That's a perfect example. My wife was there. It was a success. Yeah. 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 Like, that's a perfect example, though. Like, they were saying they had over 40 vendors and stuff like that. Like, we ain't doing that. You ain't lying. Like, we're not doing that. Yeah. So, I chance. agree. Like, I'm telling you, there's, there was a lot. Like, there was, like, a whole generation of, like, whenever our parents came in here for until, like, now, finally... You know, like Listen, think about it. That's like a whole wave of women. I think that if women were involved in the in the system of Yemen, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we probably would find find a way. Oh, no, That's a, don't knock me, guys. Don't no, knock no, me. Guys. It's not. They can't knock you because guess what? This is all you have to do is just, just back it up. You know, the best time the best time of Yemen was when it was ran under the rule of a woman. So, like, that's... That's a whole other topic. topic. We can't <laughs> fact check that. All right, I got to fact check that. But what, I, I mean, not right is. now. Put me, what, 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 like, put me on Sunday Fantasy on this one. I will game check <laughs> this one. I, yeah. This is another reason why our voice needs to be heard. Um, we need more educated uh, people reaching out. I, I don't know how it works in Yemen. I'm not going to even sit here and say that I know how everything works or whatever. But they have us fighting each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where, where are we? Where's the generation where we go? Like, this is enough is enough. Let's build I our country. I feel like that's that's that relies on us and the next generation. We have to play a major role in in trying to better Fix the circumstances of our country. 100. percent Take the take the talents and the skills that we've learned over here, and bring it back. Bring it back to a certain extent. 100. percent And 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 put in the effort to try to make a change over there. Um, uh, that's a, that's a very extremely long-term goal, on your, yeah. but I feel like we definitely play a role in, in, in changing the circumstances. Of 100%. Country. When you think about it, we're the only, we're the only people that can save Yemen. Nobody, nobody's just going to say that, you know, if, if it's not going to come from our generation or the next generation, that's it. It's, that's, it's that. The world will end before yeah, it happens. Mm -hmm. Like, it's yeah. not going to get picked up. 
And that, that's something that really scares me and it makes me really sad. Well, that's so, why we have to take the initiative to better to be ourselves us. first and foremost. That, so that way we actually do have something to bring to the table that would Absolutely. influence that type of change. Yeah. You know, so. For sure. The change comes from within first, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. And 100%. it goes from there, man. I agree. Shame, I don't know if you had a chance to answer that one too about uh, how does it feel like to not have your voice be heard, you know. Um, for me, it was more like, oh, uh, be your age, act your age, uh, wait, you're acting like an adult, like stop talking, like, you know, me being that person, because I told you I was very vocal, was very outgoing as a little kid, you know. Um, so for me, it was kind of annoying because I always knew that I had something important to say, just nobody would listen to me. Mm. Um, I was coming as a Yemeni girl, I went to Fortson High School, so I had that of an advantage, advantage if you will only because I wasn't amongst my people, the Yemeni community. I was amongst the Lebanese community. For that specific reason, I was able to take advantage and do sports. So I threw in sports very, very heavily down my parents' throat, and that was not something that I was willing to back out of because I was really, like, hyperactive and things like that, and it was a good outlet for me. So sport, I played sports. I was in softball, like, basically all throughout um, high school, and then I played volleyball and basketball. So for me, it was important to have that, um, that level of activity and um, just waiting and honestly learning what sabr actually means as a child because I wasn't being heard until I'm at the position where I am now where I have something to say and people will actually listen. So yeah, I was gonna it's say a different perspective. For yeah, sure. and I'm gonna come at it with another different perspective and it's the little brother perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, the younger one perspective. Um, you know, I used to hang out with my brothers, and I think that's why, you know, I am who I am today, and because every time I'm with my people my age, it's like, I look at them like, come on, guys. You know what I'm I saying? I'm like the, I'm like the like guy that's like, come on, yeah. Yeah, and I'm almost like, I guess you call me the buzzkill now and stuff like that, yeah. but I just sit there and, um, you know, there were times where, like, I would be hanging around with people who are older than me, and I'd be like, dude, am I the, am I the old one? I mean, am I the uh, kid right now, or is it, like, these people? But you can't say anything. You can't say anything because you're the young you're the one. Baby. Mm -hmm. You know, you're the baby and, and so... Your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's another problem in our community too is that we're always underestimated. Like they think that because, you know, you're younger than they are that you have absolutely nothing to, you know, just sit down somewhere. No, yeah. dude, like I know stuff too. Yeah, and I mean, you gotta really think about it. Like we're talking, I'm, right now I'm thinking like even when I was 2021, 20, which you know, you're an adult. Mm -hmm. Like even... You could almost listen to people who are younger, like teenage wise. Like they, they're they know enough now. You know what I'm saying? Man. They know enough. Like there's there's some like we I'm have the resources law. that they didn't have, man. They didn't have the internet. Yeah. So that's one major resource that makes us honestly gives us an advantage over them because hey, they didn't have Google at the the tip of their fingers to search anything and have a reliable source tell you exactly what this this that is. Find an article for absolutely anything. So yeah. they got to give us credit for that, man. We have more resources resources than they did. So. For sure. Continue on. For sure. No, I, I was going to just say, uh, I just, that we had somebody in here a couple of weeks ago. He's younger than me. And I, I tell him, like, I look up to him on the fact that how he carries himself. And when he talks, I listen. Absolutely. You know, when he talks, I listen because I know, like you said, he, he has the information and he's not just talking. He has it and he's backing it up. Mm -hmm. And his actions, most importantly. 100%. So, like, if I see someone who's younger than me that's carrying themselves very responsibly, like, why would you not want to hear what Give they have to say? And, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, and, and so. that's one thing. Like, that I've, I, I, whether it's with my nieces, my nephews, my little brother, is you know when they have something worthwhile, and I take them seriously because they have something good to say. Trust me, it only forces them to do better, be better. Oh, this person actually listened to me. I gotta hold myself to a higher standard now. 
I want to piggyback on that. If, if they don't have you, they're going to go to outsiders. A hundred percent. You'd rather them come to you than outsiders. A hundred percent. Because that's when things go in the wrong family. direction, when they yeah. go to the outsiders and not 100%. you. Definitely. So I just want to touch on that and just Khamaraz and Danny chimed in. Uh, just wanted to say I'm so proud of you all, mashallah. Uh, my wife said GEE number one when she mentioned school because she went to Frontier. Has Riverside a GEE school, it by is the way? A GE uh, okay. So, Frontier. Wait. I don't recommend GEE. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, I, can't, I can't speak on yeah. that. Yeah. They're okay. They're right. Yeah, they're okay. They if could it wasn't do, they for could, them, I would have been homeschooled. <laughs> they could do better. They could be better. The kids deserve a better education over yes. there. Um, yes. They're definitely lacking in a lot. I'm not afraid to say this out loud. They're lacking in so many different. Um, aspects of things and it's coming at the cost of the kids education it's coming at the cost of the way the kids feel about themselves there's absolutely uh, uh, there's absolutely no pride in that school um it's almost as though most kids are ashamed to go there and it's unfortunate i'm not gonna lie when i was uh i was the first first ever graduate class of frontier it was 08 it was our, the first class to ever graduate from that school um and uh we didn't get the same fundings as the other GE schools. Mm. They didn't take us seriously worse? at all. Yeah. Uh, um, I can't not. even imagine if it's worse yeah, than what it is right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jeez. it's better now. So, I remember yeah, 13 years my, ago, you could only imagine. I, I'm an adult now, so I don't care. I remember writing my speech, my valedictorian speech. I thanked everybody in the beginning of it, but when mm. I actually went up on stage, I didn't say any of it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Not even too long ago. I'm sure you guys probably was, heard about it. I was a little it. bit the, more the, Every girl who yeah. did that speech and called out. It was, wasn't a, I didn't call anybody out, but I didn't thank people that I didn't want to. Yeah, she called out those I, people. I give her credit. Like during the time that I seen it, I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. But when I, when I seen it and experienced it firsthand, uh, they, they deserve to be called out. Yeah. yeah, they definitely need to be called you, out. She, she, she used her voice. Yeah, yeah sure. there you go. She used her voice. Then it was on the news and everything, and like, probably they. We put, all know her. Put, uh, kudos to you. Do you know her specifically? No, 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 I'm oh, saying, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Hundred you know? percent. I thought you knew her specifically. No, I thought you about to call her out right now. All right. Well, you know. This is the time. This is the time. I forgot my boxing gloves. What's going yes, on? It's, go, it's going down right now, all right? Um, the question, and for those that are watching, feel free to chime in and call in. Uh, the number, again, is 313-306-1750. Again, 313-306-1750. If you want to call in... Chime in. Uh, this is a conversation I, I, I definitely wanted to ask because I have a respectable, both well, two actually, two respectable people from Dearborn. And um, I'm sure, you know, y'all have heard things and been through things and probably seen things firsthand and witnessed things firsthand. So, you know, my question I wanted to ask this here is how can we unite the Dearborn people with the Hamtramck slash Detroit people? <laughs> You know, so that there's no animosity between us. You know, one of y'all was screaming out six miles, and then she was over here taking off her earrings. I'm like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? No, but in all seriousness, uh, listen, I'm going to ask the question, but can I, can I at least state, yeah, state ahead, something yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I do want to state something. Talk, you never talk first. All right, oh, I, I just want to say this. Yeah, I just want to say this. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. Go ahead. Growing up, I was part of that problem i would say right i mean, i, I used to mean you were like that. yeah i used to think like man they're borners you know what i'm saying they Dude, think they're they, better they than are. us <laughs> yeah like they think they're better than us you know what i'm saying like hey guys when we go hoop at there but we better not lose to them you know what i'm saying like that was our mindset never on some physical fight stuff even though it's probably some stuff it was more of like uh yo you from Dearborn, from him tramic we just it's kind of competitive if you yeah. be honest not all of it is bad but yeah continue but what i want to say now is it's so dumb we're talking about Yemen. We're talking about how we got to come together for mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. Like, right now, I'm thinking just Yemeni people right now. I'm not even getting into details of other backgrounds and whatever and stuff. But, 
Looking like looking back at it is like, dude, that's the kind of stuff that's holding a lot of different cultures back. One hundred percent. Like dude. the African American community. Like if I ever, when we do sit down, because in February, by the way, it's Black History Month. I was gonna tell y'all we're doing all Black History topics with people. Love so Kudos. yeah. So I just wanna let y'all know, like, that's what's holding people back is 100%. not realizing how when we're together we can accomplish so right. many things. Like 100%. when I hear that stuff now, I sit there. And by the way, it's not like that with everybody. Like I, I we, we, we got leagues, but the stigma is still there. Yeah, the know. stigma is still there. But you know, we're in the leagues. You know, I see that you know people are cool and we laugh and we still have good connections. You know what I'm saying? But the stigma is still there. But what I like to say, what I just want to end it off with overall is just how. Like, kind of, I want to say, immature it is. Mm -hmm. It's very immature. Like, to me, guys, come on. Like, let's be real right now. Like, we got to be able to move on from that stuff. Because literally, there's people who don't talk to people or don't want to hang out with people just because of that simple reason. That's something I talk about. Yeah. And And that's a lot of... Because I feel like the Hamtramck community looks at Dearborn and thinks that we think that we're better than you guys, so then you guys hold it against us and you guys label us a specific way. Like one of the biggest things that I got from the Hamtramck community from the to the Dearborn was you guys are a bunch of hot boys. Like you guys are like really flashy, you guys are just like out here, you guys don't really care. And it's just like, why everybody? Why aren't you ta- saying like, oh, that person's a hothead or that person's There's a, an like, Arabic proverb, you know what I mean? chime in real quick, that says, uh, there's a bathroom in every household. So, you know, regardless of where you're from, there's there's a bathroom in every household. It right. doesn't mean that the whole house is bathrooms, you know? Right. So, to piggyback off of that is not everyone is the same, and you can't paint everyone with the same exact brush. And yeah, I continue. feel like that's what it happened. I felt like everybody was painted by this big... Fl- you know, you know I, I'm 25 years old, okay? I just, like, I want to say within the last couple of years of my life, so maybe two, three years, I just found out that the majority of the Yemeni population in Hamtramck, Six Mile, Detroit, whatever mile, Seven Mile Two, is mostly from my neck of the woods. Sha'ir, Badan, Al Aoud, Aghrab, like, that's us. They, that's my people. I did not know that. In Dearborn, it's mostly like Gubanin and like from the southern Yafi'in and like so Riyashi. Um, so I would feel more at home with the Hamtramck folk. But I never even got that opportunity because we were so stuck on hating each other. And, like, I never ever in my life addressed Hamtramck as Hamtramck. It was always Hamtrash. Let me ask I you. Never felt that stro- I never felt that okay. strongly about oh, it. But we, just a joke. Just a joke. Yeah. No, I yeah, would, but girls, I never felt that strongly I wasn't even about a lot. I, I would not even be friends with a girl if she was from Hamtramck. Have you, do you ever have an incident? Because I actually never had an incident. Me too. I, I did. Okay. I did. Where I dealt with I dealt with the bathroom in a household. Okay. You know, um... It's, it's different, but that's why you can't pay everyone with the same brush. I've met some amazing people from Hamtramck. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Okay, You yeah, get yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, then same here. There's I've a met- person that live up to the exact negative standards that, or, that, that we think about, but put that to the side. There are so many, you, bro, Ibrahim Ayash. I've worked with many people who are great, genuine dudes, and they're from Hamtramck. And over the years, I've come to find out that, dude, you, had to, you, you, you dealt with one bad person. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't allow it to... And that goes to the kind of issue that we face as Muslims, for example. There's bad apples, and then we get painted all with the same brush, and we don't like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Because we're different. Each per- so with that being said, I feel like even if you did have a bad experience, it, it still doesn't give you a good enough reason to just stamp everyone with the same exact... 
It's definitely not right. Um, and we're taking the very first step is acknowledging that there is an issue and actually talking about it. Right. Yeah. And and just to like piggyback off that, the the one, two, three, and now that I'm an adult and now that I'm, I, my boundaries are set and I choose the people that I want to enter my life and I'm good with that, the, the few folk that are in my life that come from Hamtramck, just them, just that one person, like for example, like I'm very close with you guys, sister, you guys know that obviously. So like just her alone, Wipe the just how she carries herself wipes away every bad negative image that I've had of Hamtramck because she does such a good job of carrying herself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like it's 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 very important not to hold the stigma just because something bad happens. You to hold to mm -hmm. keep that mentality. So 100%. I like that you mentioned that absolutely. And we teach our kids to do that, and we preach it too. Like we. You many people like we we get here we get it from everybody we get it from our own Arabic people uh -huh. we get it from you know non-Muslim people that try to attack us because we're we're considered you know and it's so unfortunate we get it from ourselves too exactly right. like, like we're we're doing on. it to ourselves like what are we doing like you know what I'm saying like what what and it, just because of where we're at you know what I'm saying and what city we live in in America it's like so a it's crazy for. come on we're we're much bigger than that exactly I have a lot to say about this okay I'm just waiting here all your opinions I don't think he's done you want to oh, go ahead and good. share I'll go after you I'll go after you um like I said you said you said what steps can we take in order to alleviate that yeah. issue like I said being able to sit down and actually acknowledge that there is an issue talk about it see some of the reasons as to why some people feel that way like, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said that from your end, from, from the Hamtramck end, for you guys to think that all oh, these Dearborn people think that they're better than, better than us, it comes from a, kind of from a lack of confidence and a little bit of insecurity. Yeah. So you, like, whoever is on the end of all these people, be confident in yourself as a person to not even think about it like that. Because, hey, not everyone thinks about it like that, first of all. And second of all, you are responsible for yourself as an individual. You gotta, like, dude confidence 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 you know that's one of the things that really has taken me so far in life gotten me so many got me out of so many different situations and gotten me into so many different situations so when you say that all us as a Hamtramck community have have the feeling that all these Dearborn people think that they're better than us I really interpret that as a lack of confidence which see that comes from you um, that doesn't that doesn't say that there's not an issue on our end but when you're already coming to the table with that insecurity and with that lack of confidence, it's felt in the air. Absolutely. And the people who, who, who do feel that way, they will, you know what I mean? And the people who don't feel that way, they'll be like, why is this person even acting like this? So that's, that, that's one major step as I encourage my brothers and sisters in Hamtramck to listen, be confident in who you are as a person. You know, especially if you know that you are a good ethical, moral person there's no reason why you should have that feeling in the back of your mind that these guys think that they're better than us. Be confident in yourself who you, as, as, a, as a person um, and, and get rid of that insecurity. It's easier said than done, but I feel like that's a major aspect in it is that a lot of people from Hamtramck have that insecurity. And, you know, it, 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 it translates to how people in Dearborn feel. Oh, they, it reaffirms that, that, that emotion that, oh, we are better, if it is there, that we are better than them. This guy's giving me the energy that makes me feel like I'm better than him. And at the end of the day, we're all equal, dude. You know, and like you were saying, we're already getting so much heat from outside of our community. Right. Why is it that we, you know, we're, we're divided amongst ourselves? And, and, and you, one of the questions that you were going to ask was about to alleviate the animosity. Dude, there's animosity between us and Dearborn. You know, so it's, it's just, it's a general problem. It's not one that's simply specific to this Hamtramck Dearborn beef. We as a people need to do better. 
Honestly, um, and it's not just it's not just a ham chamek dearborn problem. Shame I can attest. We have animosity within our own communities, dude. You know, so it's not a personal thing. It's I feel like it's just a, a problem of us as a people as a whole, and it's something that we need to solve within ourselves first before we're able to reach out and and, and bridge the gap. You know. Which is why for us, it's not so much like we care anymore because we have so many problems amongst ourselves in Dearborn. Yeah. So when somebody says, oh, like I have tramite person. I swear to God, it doesn't even cross you, my mind. We're anymore. just like, ah, like it, doesn't, yeah. it, it goes right over our head because in Dearborn, there's, in already itself, so, there's much. so much division already. So it's just one more to us or one more. I got to give ha- the ham tramite community credit. At least that's what it looks like from the outside looking in. I feel like. I feel like I that issue. Say, but, no, because they're divided. I might up be mistaken too. then. But, but, I don't but, think but, it's as bad. I know what you're saying about the airborne situation. I know what you're saying. I know. I know him. Chime got like Ducktown, and you guys got yeah. the MB people, and I, I know that there's that division. But in reality, guys, come on, it's two miles. Yeah. So for whatever, so for whatever. Listen, if they want to create a barrier, they'll create out of but listen, out of nothing. Out of regardless, of, but whatever, regardless, the amount of people that re- reside in those two miles, that's half of the South End. Us. You get what I mean? That's that's like two streets in the South End. We are two two miles is very easy for us to, to I give you in the South End. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like it's like yeah, there might be some type of division, but it's not on the scale where it's affecting radiuses, where it's affecting counties in Dearborn. You know what I mean? Like it's literally the East versus the South End versus the West End versus the North. We didn't even talk. Like it's weird. Dearborn is weird when it comes to that sectorism, and then it's like. Race against race, and then it's like you know religion against real. So it's just a lot. So to go off of that, I think with us, it's so embedded in us to the point where like we have another hater. Big deal. Before I let Abby to go off, I know she has, she's been holding back. She has a lot. To she's biting her nails right now, you know, guys. <laughs> one major thing that we have to do is we have to work on ourselves and collaborate with one another. See, like you reaching out to me, man, and telling me to come on your show. That's us collaborating, and it alleviates any type of. Uh, animosity or camp competition between us. Yeah. See, that's one thing that I gotta give you credit for, and I thank you for it because, you know, us as Yemeni people, and I'm sure it's kind of a, a issue with with other races as well. But Yemeni people, men, they do not want to see someone doing what they're doing. They, they won't try to help you up. As a matter of fact, they'll they'll go out of their way to try to sabotage whatever it is that you're doing just that's so that you don't. But hey, that's that's one of the issues that yeah. we do have. Yeah, 100%. That's so I, that's why I wanted to thank you in the beginning because you know this sets any animosity to the side, um, and we're here for each other, man. The same way that I'm sure you would you would be willing to help me with any questions I have, you know that I'm also willing to help you with any. And and that right there, bridging the gap, that helps solve the problem. We need to collaborate with one another. Right. You know, me and you both do podcasts. We collaborated. Businesses need to collaborate. Professionals need to collaborate, and I feel like that helps bridge the gap. And I just want to quickly say before you say it, you're limiting yourself. A hundred percent. Like, I'm looking at it demographically, right? Like, dude, come on over, Dearborn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking at it like, why not? You know, like, you... If anything, it benefits me even more. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, you got to, like, really think about it. Like, what are you doing? Are we... What are you... Like, this is immature. Like I said, I, I think it's... You're limiting yourself, like you said, and... You have to realize, I mean, to be honest with you, there's probably people that are listening to this and be like, dude, this, this, this is old news. When In all reality, it's still kind of going is, on and it's it still is. there. It's so, most definitely still there. Yeah, so, but I'm just throwing it out there. Like, dude, you guys are limiting yourselves. And like, you got to look at yourself like a, 
um, a professional in a way. So how are you going to be a professional when you're saying, hey, by the way, this sector right here, I don't even care about them. I don't even want them to be a part of anything. Like you got to almost look at yourself like what if you're a future business owner? Don't you want people from this place to come over here? 100%. And if you are already showing this animosity or like showing that kind of, you know, attitude towards one group, how do you feel about this group? How do you feel about this group? So Uh, they're going to start questioning, you know, your character. 100% and your intentions. That's why like with this project, man, I plan on keeping it as extremely inclusive as possible. And it's not, it's not exclusive to my community. It's not exclusive to Arabic people even. It's inclusive as, and that's, that's, that's one way to where you you're, you allow yourself to be seen by all. You don't want your message to be direct to one space and limit yourself, like you just said. So I feel like being inclusive, collaborating, these are very important things that would help alleviate the animosity that's between the communities. We, we, we were very positive. She's about to take us back negative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to be surprised. Okay, so growing up, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of Yemeni people. Like, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, like, in Hamtramck, in Hamtramck there, there wasn't, um, you know, we were very close-knit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There was like, let's say 12 families that were really, you know, close, close. And, and six mile and a little bit in, in Hamtramck. Everything was cool, but I'm not going to lie to you, we, we, we didn't have a lot of the opportunities that the girls in Dearborn had, mm-hmm. so we did take it as a hater. I, I feel like now growing up, being who it. I am right now, mm-hmm. I was a hater. I couldn't do what she could do. You know what I'm saying? So it came off. But at the same time, I did feel like, um, you know, the girls looked down upon us as well. You know what I'm saying? Shema, you admit that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, but but it's also because of what Abdullah said, and I'm so glad a man said it. A man, because if a girl said it, they would have been on the listening at home, like, oh, yeah, whatever. But a man said it. That's insecurity. I'm, now, I'm, I'm, I'm I, sitting I can, here telling you it's, and, and it's I, us and being I haters. Love and I love them you know? because back then we had to feed off of it. Be like, okay, if they want us to be mitkabirin, then when we go there, we're wearing our gold. We're going to kahal. We're going to mix. We had gold, too. I'm talking about what you were Don't do that. Don't get this construed. Don't do that. We had money. We just wanted to do stuff. <laughs> but then, no, like that's what I'm saying. Like the girls in Germany, they would purposely like wear the pants or yeah. make sure that yeah. they got the boots on in front yeah. of the Hamtramck girls. Why? Why? Because we knew we could do it. This is some childish. Hate, you know? It is very childish. Yeah. Let me continue. Let me continue. Okay. So then, you know, um, you know, growing up or whatever, I'm not gonna lie. Like I fell off with a lot of people that I grew up with. Uh, you know, just. Like, you you grow up, yeah. you grow out of your system, you, you become into the world. I got to go to college, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got to meet other people. And the thing that used to kill me was like, when someone would meet me, right? They'd go, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm trying to be like, really? You're not from Dearborn? Yeah, people like, would tell me that like, too, by the way. Why do I got to be from Dearborn if I'm cool? Or if I'm yeah. a little bit more, yeah, you know, yeah. open? Or if I'm smart? Or if I have a, a way of speech? Or if I'm I dressed a exactly certain way? It's like, nah, well, why I got to be from Dearborn, though? And then yeah. I get offended again. Yeah. And then I'm like, here we go again, yeah. I, you know? And then it's not only the Arab. It's like it's, American people. Mm-hmm. You're not from Dearborn. Like really, you look like you're from Dearborn. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah, you it's know? a backhanded compliment. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and then again, that that creates even more animosity between us. Like, I where feel it's it. like, no, I could be from Chimic and be this way, but real talk. Now, um, being in the business world, mm-hmm. you know, most of my clientele is from Dearborn. So shout out to Dearborn. Hey. I love you guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I don't as much as I, I used, I used to, to see it. Because it was on an immature level, you know? 100%. We had nothing to offer at the time. We were kids. Why like, are we yeah. worried? This is what I want to say to everybody. This is how we can end it. Be the best version of yourself. Do whatever you want to do. Stop looking at other people. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Show who you really are. Do what you want to do. You know? Why is there, why is there even this, why does it even exist anymore? You know? 
So yes, it was there. I ain't gonna lie, I was salty. Um, <laughs> but now, Allah, alhamdulillah, like I love I, anybody that I meet. Like there's some. Once you sit down, actually, because I'm not good at small talk. I'm not I mean gonna approach either. nobody. It's weird. But if I'm gonna talk to you, oh, we're gonna get deep. You're gonna know way too much. I'm gonna overshare, and you know what I'm saying. But yeah. that's how I am, and that's and then once you do get to know somebody like that, you're like, well, they're close. Like I don't know yeah. why I judge I them. Exactly what happened to me. You know, so you know, y- y'all thought I was going to uh, bash on you, but I'm not gonna lie. Like growing up, it was it was sad. It was embarrassing to even, and I'm gonna sit here and say it. Like we we were haters. Yeah, and you know, just going off of that, just like my mindset was okay. You know, him trying you know, I think we're okay in him trying in terms of like getting people, like getting our voice out there. Mm-hmm. My next mindset was Dearborn. Like that was my next mindset. That's why I was like, "Yo, Shay, we're gonna make, we're gonna do a show." You know, like my my next mindset was, "Let me get with Dearborn because it's time that we, you know, but I wanna, I wanna connect, have too. that connection, collaborate." Yeah, I think that in Hamtramck, I'm a Yemeni girl, right? In Hamtramck, I'm still not comfortable going to certain places. And I think that's sad. And I really want to shed light on that. Um, you know how when we say the animosity between the girls or whatever, we have we have a lot of animosity in our own community with the with the men. I don't feel comfortable talking to the to the Yemeni men in, in, in Hamtramck. I don't feel comfortable going into to, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I don't care. I'm gonna put out there. I don't want to go to Yemen Cafe. I don't want to go to um, Sheba. The, the Sheba. I don't want to go to what is Remass? that? Uh, and, and Remass. I don't want to go to the fruit market. Hadamain. Um, Hadamain. You guys make Damn. it so. Uncomfortable. I'd rather go drive to Dearborn, drive to Walmart to, to, to get whatever I need to get because it's, it's inappropriate and it's ridiculous. Like, they don't know how to talk to Yemeni women, and I think they, that's they, what needs to the, stop. The men, the, no, I understand. I'm looking the camera. I'm so, like, uh, we're grown the, now. The men, you know the men do make it kind of awkward. They do, and, and they do. They, they, they need to understand, look at it like no different, right? Because it's 2021, first of all. Second of all, we're not, you're not asking for marriage in the middle of a fruit market, no. right? <laughs> no, seriously. into the fruit when you're next to them, like, bro! Uh, man. Go do your job. Yeah, you know like... It, I will drive... And, and, and to be honest with you, again, this is... No, that's something that needs to be talked about, honestly. Yes, and that that's goes what I was about, about, you know, the points we touched on earlier. If you want something to change, you have to let your voice... Yeah, I don't, be know, it just, I don't know why I even give it I, I think they just need to understand that, like, like come on, guys. Like, y- y'all gotta just have these... Be normal. Just be yourself. Yeah, be normal. That's really what it is. Like, be normal. The thing is, you know, when we went to that... Um, Arab like there's there's Arabic people who probably would see her in a fruit market. Yemeni, you know, think that's Abe still. You know what I'm saying? In no, 2021, even worse, even worse, they'll call her names that she's totally not. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's and it's worse because that's my entire life. That's what sh- I had to deal with my entire life because I didn't. I did not. I don't care. I have something that the tweak, and I'll answer that for our last question, but. In, 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 in perspective to, like, not settling on who I was just because of where I come from. For example, in Arabic school, I was the one, because that got to a point, one point where they were like, mom, they, 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 they wouldn't let us go out for lunch to buy food yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would be the one that's collecting everybody's money. And break the rules to go out and buy everyone lunch. to go buy everybody lunch. That used to be me, because I didn't <laughs> care. Like, I don't, my mom knows I'm going to go get it. My dad knows I'm like, I don't care what the, like, I'm still going to do it because it's why, you know? So I was always that person, always being the person that's just like, like, it's not that bad, guys. Just do it. Just, it's 15 seconds. You know what I mean? You know what I want to say? You remember when we went to that? I'm telling you, any other Yemeni um, community other than outside of Michigan, they are hand to hand. Those New York people, shout out to those New York people. Oh my goodness. Girls, boys working together. Um, uh, Texas. Illinois. There's, listen, I'm telling you, like, their communities 
are way more in tune and like brother and sister and looking out for you and having each other's back. And it used to be like that in Hamtramck. I mean, I used to have like when I was in middle school and elementary school, the Emmy boys in my grade, like shout out to all of them, like they they had my back. You know what mm. I'm saying? Now I feel like that's something we always prided ourselves in, regardless I know, of but the now, sort, you know. Allah, yeah. It's like. I, I, they would rather you like they will look another way and talk talk so much. I don't know. I just I feel though. like we need to do better as a community. We as do, a, and, as so, a whole. And, and and you know, Here, talking about it is the first step. So yeah. here's the thing, though. In my household, we're really, really big on Dean, not so much culture. My mom and my dad basically were born here, so we weren't really cultural as much. We were more religion based. Okay, so my house, if it was a haram, do it. That's how it was for us. Alhamdulillah, thank God I had that lifestyle. But and I'm not gonna lie to you. Hamtramck, I, Shayma, with, the, with the, the, the roar that I have, I sometimes feel uncomfortable doing stuff. And I'll share a story one time. One time I was at Wingfellas, and I ordered food on the phone because I wanted... Like, not Wingfellas. I was supposed God. to... I was they're, supposed they're not to, a sponsor, by the I way. I work for these people. It's not, it's not the facility themselves. It's just the, the atmosphere. Yeah. It's Hamtramck's atmosphere. Yeah. So he's not doing anything like Ola. out of the norm. He's really not. But it's just so not used to it. So that's why I was just like, I thought it was weird. The guest that I was with was like, oh, that's so normal. That's how I was like, oh my goodness. This is a standard. I, yeah. Like, I I, I said, hi, do you guys, like, are you, you know, like, are you guys open? Because I know COVID, this, this, that, that, are we allowed to come in and eat? And they said, yeah, but do you want me, let me take your order beforehand. So by the time you're ready here, the food's already done. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. So I'm going to sit down. They take my order. Like, I, I, I go. And the boxes are bagged up, tied and everything. And, he, and the bag's, like, right here. He gives it to me. I pay. And I'm like, I said I was going to dine in, though. And he's like, oh, yeah, you could sit at the table and eat. And I was like, but it's close. Like, you made it look like I'm leaving. You know what I mean? So then I was just like, you know what? No, I'm still going to make a proof of point that I'm not going to be that person that leaves, even though you're making me feel uncomfortable. So I sat. And I had to, like, literally wait up there. And I had to wait. And I said, excuse me, can I get some napkin? To the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to do it anymore. And I, and I left. But to the point where it's like, like even if you go out of your way to try, and I'm a person that will try. And I was like, if a person like me can't try, what makes you think another girl would? You know what I mean? Like it's not, so that's why the guys have to reason. The guys have to come to a neutral understanding that when they do see a female at the grocery store, if they see a, a girl going to the mesquite and Hamtramck is a big deal. Like the mesquite? Like mesquite is part of my, my, my weekly routine. I'm at the mesquite at least once, twice a week. I like, know, Lottie, I used to come all the way to the ICD for any classes. That's, because I'm, I, it's so that's sad. I mean, most I, comfortable. Yeah, I mean, and the, um, the mesquite does allow people to go, but they're very judgmental. And um, No, man. I, it's so know. funny because um. I, that's, uh, we have a lot of, like, uh, like Hamtramck volunteers or, fa- or a Hamtramck family that come to the mesquite, and they they drive all the way to us. Yeah. And it's like, what about what about Ma'adam the Jabal? What about this one? What about that one? And they're like, oh, no, not with the, like, there's nothing. There's, it's not, it's, it's not accepted. So it's just like, if it's not accepted in the musket, it's not going to be accepted. In the I don't want to say it's not accepted. accepted. It's more yeah. like not, not, not welcome. Yeah, not welcome. Well, there, That's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of youth yeah. opportunities. Yeah. There's right. not a lot of like, ICD, well, shout out to ICD. Right. I don't know, ICD, I can't even talk. Um, they bring in the community. They, right, they, right, right. they, they, they got a lot of hate yeah. for that, by the way. But I think that, no, they did, you know. Um, but I, I really do uh, commend them for that, too, because... Those are the type of things that we need in our community to yeah. bridge the gap like we were just talking about. Um, they recently bought the Fairlane 
the 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 uh, Fairland club. Country Club. Fair, yep, the, the country club. Um, and they're tr they're turning into like a, a you, community center as well. E evolving, changing, yes, realizing yes. that hey, listen, it's if different. you're not gonna change, you're gonna get sucked in. And you're, you're gonna, gonna get left behind. The, that's it. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna look at like guys. I'm a girl that was based. I lived in Mesquite Dicks. Mesquite Dicks. I lived there. That's where my heart, my soul, soul belongs to. Okay, but. It's and as a girl that still practices and goes to like all of these youth functions and stuff, nothing ever happens anymore. I kind of got left behind because they didn't adapt. They didn't change. You know. Uh, they're trying they're, to get back now, in the picture of things. Now, but now, I agree. Look, now look though. Now they're trying to get they back are. to our type of work, and they're now they're trying to go back to how they would not settle. Now they're willing to settle. You know, so it's like you, know why? you have to be willing to change. You have to. One hundred percent. I feel like a lot of the boys in our community are are, are not lost because there's not things like this. The one and thing that I will say. The one thing that I will say about the Hamtramck Detroit men that I feel like Dearborn does have a better advantage in is, well, I'm gonna don't get mad because you're you're you you're, you stand out. And I tell you this all the time, but they're emotionally not connected with themselves, or they they don't have emotional intelligence in a sense because they don't know how to we show don't their they don't know how to their show their the emo emotion. In a sense, too, or the Yemeni, the Yemeni pop, the Yemeni community. Yeah, I would just say. generalize it as Yemeni yeah. because it's also. Because yeah, I would say that absolutely. Yeah. But like, I rather rather than knowing that our Yemeni men don't have the ability to reason with your emotions, and that in a sense is one of their holdbacks. That's one of the things that's keeping you guys back from growing. Because listen, it's called intelligence. Emotions are a form of intelligence that you get once you conquer your intelligence. So it's important, and I feel like that's one thing that's holding us back too. I agree. Yeah. Um, a lot I, of the yeah. That was that was that was that was great. Uh, we started this question. I felt like twenty five minutes ago because I was checking out the time, <laughs> and now it's eight twenty two. Uh, I just want to say uh, one thing. First of all, I love, and I know you could attest to this. I love being from Hamtramck, Detroit. You know, we were born in Detroit, raised in Hamtramck. You gotta be proud of where you're you from. Proud of where my you're from. All the time. You yeah, one hundred percent. I love being I love a Yemeni. Six, I love you know? being from Hamtramck in Detroit. I don't even represent uh, Hamtramck that much. I mean, I we we moved there. We were from we were originally born and raised in Detroit, yeah. Six Mile, and then we eventually moved to Hamtramck. But I wouldn't want to work anywhere else. I want to give back to the to community, community that I yep, yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. And, and I feel like there's a lot of potential that's. Not exactly, good. and we just want to see it be the best as it can be. So when we say this stuff, this is coming from us being passionate about Absolutely. the city and 100%. caring about the city. That's why um, all of our shows, man, we're, we're doing this podcast. We're doing the work, man. Like so if anybody, if anybody wants to sit here and dismiss or talk about us, whatever, we're, we're the ones that are doing that the work. Don't matter. Call so, in. Call in. So, show your opinion. Yeah, I Ask mean, us to come sit. Because right. the seat is available. Yeah, We will we, take anybody on. We will. Like, literally. We like, <clears throat> we like to hear people's opinions. We learn from them. Alright, so nice. Reem A says, Shay, you're a real, real one for doing that, the Wingfellas one. Uh, and then uh, my wife says, shout out to him, Tramek and Dearborn, let's shake on that for sure. Uh, so shout out to, um, yeah, it's, and then Muhammad was agreeing, saying that it's beyond inappropriate, like kind of the stuff that the people were doing. But let's not go backwards, and I just want to give a shout out to the second and last sponsor, then we're going to move into the last question. And uh, the second sponsor is Leo's Coney Island and Royal Oak. Uh, better than Wingfellows, and they will let you sit there and eat comfortably and uh, make sure. 
Yeah. Make sure that they take care of you. They I got to go to our sponsors, you guys. Yeah, they got delicious American style food. They're known for their conies, fried chicken gyro, breakfast. You know, they have great chili over there. You know, Leo's conies have been around for a long time, but the best Leo's of them all is the one in Royal Oak. Shout out to Omar Al Hadimi. He's 08 too, fellow. Uh, yeah, he's 08. He is not one of those people, no, by the not. way. Uh, located on 10 South Main Street, Royal Oak, Michigan. Their number oh, is. Main Street. Yeah. Oh. It's on number is 1248 It's I'm not trying to be like funny. It's probably one of like the most well known because it's in Royal Oak and it's it's hot. It's always yeah. hot. It's right there. So shout out to uh, Leo's Royal Oak. Like this is the original one too because they got Marshall. They have a couple. Uh, I, I'm thinking it's one of the originals. That I see driving to school. That's what I was. Trying it to is do. right there in the corner. If it's a corner one, then it's right there in the corner. Um, so yeah, shout out to those guys. And going on to the last question. Uh, let the guests. Do you want to close us out? Or do you want to start us off? You know, what it was up to you. I'm gonna let you, you decide. Can let the ladies go first. Okay, so ladies mind. go first. So we go Shay Abid, uh, and then if I have something to say, I'll just add it, and then we'll let you close us out. Um, if someone was afraid to use their voice, what advice would you give them, Shayma? Okay, so um, I feel like I was in my life. I I tasted real true fear, and what I mean by that is, Panallah, in my life, God gave me some things that the normal average Joe would not necessarily experience. And I'll just share a few of those. I lost my ability to see, okay? And when you lose your ability to see, so when you're literally, hey guys, what's up? And then I'll see you guys next Tuesday. And then imagine next Tuesday I come and I can't see you guys anymore. Like it was that quick. And when that happened, my mom's face and my mom's, my mom and my dad's face, like not that I forgot them, I just, forgot them in a sense so I used everything was listening so now the person that you're scared of or the person that they no longer have a face to be put to so once I realized what actual real fear is I learned that well of the things that we really hold on to these little bitty fears I call them they're really nothing and that they're you're really truly setting yourself back because if I was able to fight through blindness blindness still go to school still be able to try to find a normal and was a Yemeni girl still having to do the Yemeni rules and still having the brothers and still doing this and then then voila, what is really fear you know so for me fear had a different perception after that situation in my life the perspective of fear like dimmed down for me so I I can honestly say say that I am one person that you can call fearless I, I don't have a fear because I deal with the unknown so 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 often MS is the disease of the complete unknown so I relapse all the time I'm currently right now I'm in a relapse you know what I mean and so like it's ridiculous because I never know and I can't even prevent it I'm, I'm I do the best that I can and it's just really really hard to stay on top of it so what I learned to do was learn to control the fear learn to just deal with today because if you think about yesterday it's a form of depression and if you think about tomorrow it's a form of anxiety so let's learn about how to lift with today right so that was one thing that was really 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 big for me was I learned how to be fearless and that was through my own epidemics in life the biggest thing that I can tell somebody that is afraid is it takes 15 seconds of complete bravery for you to initiate something and get the ball going and then it's done you guys 15 seconds it takes you longer to take a sip of water or to go pee like literally it will take you longer to go wash your hands then to take the initiative and say, you know what, excuse me, um, you dropped, sir, you dropped your wallet. Like my sister literally saw a guy drop his wallet 
and it literally had money coming out and she was so scared she would she rather have come ran all the way back to me for me to run and give it to him than her to say excuse me sir you dropped your wallet like we need to be able to kill them we need to be able to lose that hope lose that real fear before something in your life really scares you and don't get to that level learn Learn from other people's fears. Learn from other how other people manage to get through things so it doesn't necessarily have, have to happen to you. So you're able to do it and you're able to learn through your own sets of challenges and goals. So I think it's really important to um, be fearless. Yes. Awesome. Thank you very much. Abir, same question for you. Uh, if someone was afraid to use their voice, what advice would you give them? Okay, guys, do you want to live your own life or do you want to live for other people? People, Because I was living for other people for a long period of my, of, my, of my life. So it got to the point where if you want things to change, if you want your life to change, whatever you allow will continue. If there's a will, there's a way. Um, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Mm -hmm. um, you just start. Uh, I would think this first kind of continue to communicate with your family and show them what you really want to do and be open with them, be vulnerable, be um, like, sh talk, like step up to what you want. You know what I'm saying? Speak up. Um, let them know how you're feeling. Let them know that what you're trying to do is not, you know, aib or haram or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like give them an idea, like have them believe in you. And then like take your first step, you know, live, live the life for yourself. Um, as long as you're not harming anybody, just do it. Like Nike says. All right, that's awesome. And I'm just going to sure. quickly just say not only uh, uh, should you say something, because if you want to use your voice, if, especially if something that's bothering you, you need to say something. Uh, but I was going to say uh, also consider the way that you deliver the message, because I think that matters a lot as well. I think that, you know, you consider it, rather if it's a, even if it's an email, mm -hmm. uh, even if it's a post on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Outside. Yeah, I think it's just very important the way you approach the the, the what you want to be heard. Um, I think you should really consider it, especially if it's something that is really passionate about to you or bothering you and stuff like that. So make sure you take into consideration how you are using your words or your voice uh, when you do use your voice because that's when it can be a strong impact on people. My mom used to always say, it's never what you say, it's how, how you, you say, say it. it. Mm -hmm. I, she, so my mom's the one that said it right yeah. in front of me. She loves it. She says that every day of her entire life. Well, I think I hear that once a day. That's from crazy because I literally, I heard her telling me how she was telling the lady. I was like, that's true. Yeah, she said she lives by it because she always corrects somebody because of what they said. And she's like, you know what? If you said it, if this you said way. it like this, it would have been heard better. Yeah, so the approach is so, critical. Yeah, so approach is absolutely absolutely there so you need to be able to to have that and again like like if you're not gonna be and you guys let's take a moment for a second and I want to commend both of these gentlemen because in, in, in the situation that they're in they're Yemeni men and in, in towns that do like they're the odd ones out the way you guys support your spouses the no, way that you guys, the way that you support your spouses, the way that you're not Give afraid. Give ourselves a round of applause right now. The way that you're not afraid. <laughs> let, me, let me take a second for this one. The way that you guys are not afraid to support your wives I'm is afraid of, huge. Let me, let me make this clear. I'm still, because I'm afraid of for her. Mm -hmm. That's why I just want to throw that Hold out. Hold on, there. but it's not—it's not in the necessity. It's not the way you see your your you It's that protection. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that you and ML 
or like you and Hamida can have an open public kind of relationship that nobody you guys you guys know Qimatkum, you guys know what you guys have. You know how important it is to have a supporting wife and for you to be that support to her. And and you guys do that for the world, not for the world, but for 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 people to can be like, look, I just look. let me let me just say something. Let me just say something, Abdullah. And I want and I'm gonna end it with this one because you guys know me, I don't really like the whole um, you know, marriage talk. But what I will say is, is when, when, because his wife is one of my oldest friends, right? I've known her for over 20 years, right? So when, when they got married, for me as a girl that has standards that will not lower my standards in life, I, I, it was, a, it was kind of like a, okay, alhamdulillah, there's still hope. Because an example that again, age group, literally my age group, it happened and it and it's the support is there what a girl really wants and like a marriage they have and it's something that i can recognize because they're so allahumma barik allahumma barik because it's so close and you know what i mean and then looking at it from you guys's perspective somebody that's directly older than me by a few years you and amal like you guys have the allahumma barik so for me as a single female i look at that and i and i and i and it's it's praiseable it's very praiseable i know and i only ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless you guys and to continue to uh, strengthen you guys's marriage just to elaborate on that i really just look at it like um, I, I I look at it like that's someone's daughter and that's potentially like how do you want your sister to be treated you know right. there's a lot of things that my sisters weren't able to do that I feel bad about and um, I don't want to be that same that same burden on people you know um, and it's very important to just look at it like you know, that's somebody else's daughter and you know that's you have sisters and you yeah, have women in your family too so you know and just do what would you what you would want for your sisters as well so there's things that you know, it's because I look at it like that, you know, there's things that my sisters weren't able to do. And, I, you know, it's not easy being in the community that we're in. Uh, if you allow yourself to listen to the outside noise, trust me, it's detrimental to your relationships and your... But it's very important to just think about it strictly like that. Like, uh, what would you want? Have your, What would you have wanted your sisters to do? And what were they not allowed to do that now you have the capability of promoting and allowing to happen? So that's the biggest thing is just look at it like, what would you want for your sisters? Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, did you want to touch on about if someone was afraid to use their voice? Uh, what advice would you give them? Um, you, you guys made you guys made some great points already. But and I and you know this goes back to some of the answers that I mean some of the questions that you already asked. Uh, just to wrap it up, your voice is critical, man. Uh, it has a that has a power of you know either being the cause of your happiness or the cause of your misery. You know, so if you don't like the current circumstances in your life. A lack of speaking and a lack of not not having your voice be heard will only make things worse. Will only keep you left behind. If you want to see a change in your life, of course you have to take on you have to take the action that requires you to 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 get that change. Walk but, the walk but also talk the talk too. You know, people people make it look like talking is no talking plays in a major role into you actually being able to put in the actions that are required in order for you to change those circumstances in your life. So, you know, if you want to change. If you want to change things in your life, first you got to start with a talk that you tell yourself. You know, what are those talks that you have when you're by yourself? Fix that right there, and then go from there, man. Your voice is very important. It has the ability of, 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 of changing things in your life for the better or for the worse. So it's definitely critical, like we talked about in the previous questions. Your voice is 
And subhanAllah, on a physical, physical aspect, I've lost both abilities. I lost my ability to walk at one point, and I lost my ability to talk. And it's easier to learn how to re-walk than it is to learn how to re-talk. Mm. So, on a physical, physical aspect, he nailed it right on the head. So, Well, can we give a round of applause for Abdullah uh, today? Awesome job, Abdullah. Thank you guys for having um, me. I really appreciate it. For sure, for sure. And, uh... I'm going to just say, first of all, you can obviously watch the shows on Oz Media 313 YouTube page. You can listen to the shows under Oz, I mean, under Apple and Spotify podcasts, under Oz Media. Um, Abdullah, do you want to give now, uh, let people know how they can find you and listen to you and your show and your podcast as well? Um, mainly everything is being done through Instagram right now. Um, the Instagram page is called Unfiltered Intuition. I have created uh, social media platforms but the main two that I'm using right now are Instagram, all the updates, um, what's going on is mainly through there. I am yet, that's what I need to pick your brain on too, is I'm yet to um, enroll the, the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. It's a little bit of a more complex um, method, but I do plan on having them on there as well. But for now, you can catch the full episodes mainly on, on YouTube. The link to the YouTube is in the, the bio of the Instagram. And what's the YouTube page name? Unfiltered Intuition. Unfiltered Intuition. Uh, that is the YouTube, you. Instagram uh, page as well. Both the same uh, as well. So, again, thank you, Abdullah, for coming on. Thank you, guys. For uh, it was a great time. and uh, Great you know, conversations. Very, yeah, very. And it's I think always this like, is, we always say when we joke around, this is therapy. Yeah. It is. Like, <laughs> I'm be honest with you. I'm after, like... I feel good. Yeah, yeah you yeah, be feeling for good. Sure, for sure. You know, yeah. you'll be feeling good. And so, uh, this is not the first, I feel like. We're going to definitely have you on because I, I can see you being man. a strong yeah. voice in, in, in the South End community. And I think we could... Absolutely. We, as two guys with two ladies, uh, can yeah. dig deep into some, un, I mean, conversations that we feel like need to be said uh, in the future as well. Agreed. Inshallah. So, everybody that's watching or that's gonna eventually going to watch, thank you uh, for watching. You know, let us know what y'all thought about it. Like, subscribe, and comment. And we will see you all next week, Tuesday. All right, guys. Take it easy.